0: Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have my girl Bridget Boucher on today. She is somebody that I met through Fast Foundations and Mastermind. You hear me talk about the Mastermind over and over and over again, but I swear that these rooms that I put myself in over the last couple of years have been the needle movers and the network builders in order to have me having, that's not even a sentence, the growth that you've seen me have over the last couple of years. Bridget is a speaker, author, and fractional CFO who advises her lived From her lived experiences as an entrepreneur, her soulful approach to money mentorship and personal empowerment has helped hundreds of business owners simplify their money, build confidence in their numbers, and map out their money queen model. She believes you deserve to run a profitable business while living a fuller life. Her and I broke down the four R's that she has the framework of in her book. And I really believe that when we simplify our conversations around money, profitability in your business, it helps us make more. And those are the things we dove into today's episode. And I can't wait for you to have a sneak peek of this amazing woman and how she's able to serve her clients at such a high level, being a a fractional CFO. I think one of the coolest things that I've done with this show is bring more conversation around owning our finances, owning the conversations and being more and more comfortable with profit, with making money, with talking about the money that we're making, with having, conver- having rooms where we can share our numbers a little more authentically, not being so apologetic about how much we're making in that. I don't want to brag. I don't want anybody to feel some type of way. We touched on owning your money stories, if you will, and kind of that that piece around owning pricing. I know so many of you want to have different revenue streams in your business, or you're looking to expand maybe to becoming a coach yourself or offering services that you don't currently offer and a lot of times we get stuck at that price point where we don't know what to charge for certain services a lot of us do know what we charge hourly as far as maybe a behind the chair business or a service-based business but when we are looking at the big picture of what the revenue goal is we want for the for the year we have to be able to reverse engineer that through what services and products and programs that we're offering And so when you do that and you work backwards, you can see what needs to be charged and it takes away, it takes away the confusion around what you're going to charge. So we touched on pricing, but Bridget has a book out called The Money Queen. I was able to go to one of her um, book launches in Arizona and we got to connect in real life. I think it was for the first time, but she's one of those people that I know you're going to connect with and I hope you get so much value out of today's episode. If you need any support around finance, reach out to Bridget. She is an open book on Instagram. And again, if you are looking to lock arms with somebody in 2024, a high-level one-to-one support, accountability, strategy, mindset, wellness-focused, I am your girl. I have one or two spots left open if we're starting in February. I would love to support you. These are six-month containers where I meet with you weekly and we sit down, we break down all the things that are currently working in your life and business, we break down the things that are not working, where you need the most support, and how I can help keep you on track and accountable to having to be your most profitable year, having to be your most successful and fulfilling year, making sure you're in deep alignment with what you really want to be doing and how you really want to be showing up and the impact that you want to be creating. So Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. I'm so excited to have our very first guest on the uh, show in the new year. I'm I'm finding my words still. I was just letting her know that I was fighting a terrible cold at the end of the year because when I finally let myself go on vacation, my body was like, ah, all the stress from the end of the year, which turns out your body doesn't know the difference between good stress and bad stress. So I'm here to say that it was all good stress at the end of the year, and it's why. This topic that Bridget and I are going to share with you today is so important to be top of mind when you're starting off the new year. I know it's just another day and not everyone takes the new year as an end-all be-all restart. But many of us do and many of us are ready to hit the ground running in January. And I just feel like this conversation needs to be continuously had so that we start to get more comfortable with it. I know it's something you're very comfortable with having. It's something I've gotten a lot more comfortable with having Thanks to you writing epic things like your new book, we all can have access to a little bit of your brain and how you've created so much success in your life. Bridget, welcome to the show. How are you? I am fabulous. I'm so excited to kick off the year with you and your community. Yay. Thank you so much. Can you tell the listeners a little bit of your backstory of how you got to doing the things you're doing and now becoming a published author, sharing all of the juicy financial know-how that you do have in order to help so many people in that area of their life? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like many
1: of your listeners and like you, I have a career path that didn't start out, you know, where I landed. And I think that's the beauty of what we get to do as entrepreneurs or as people that are growing throughout their their career. So I started out in corporate. Like many people, I had a 15-year career actually in corporate before I went into entrepreneurship. And the way that that looked for me is I started out doing a very traditional accounting role and making my way up to a corporate CFO role. And about eight years ago, something really shifted inside of me. I didn't have language for it at the time, but it really didn't feel like I was connected to my passion or my mission, and I didn't really enjoy going into work as much as I used to. And so I made the very untraditional decision eight years ago to leave and try to figure out what my next step was. And it was then that I kind of spun my wheels for a couple years before finding a community of entrepreneurs and really honing in on my fractional CFO business that I do now, along with speaking and writing. I just, in the in the long and short of it, I live for financial empowerment. I want to help entrepreneurs who, you know, are maybe leaving their money a little bit to a mystery and really help them get their impact and their their mission into the world, being educated and empowered by their numbers instead of in a place of fear or, you know, mystery, like I mentioned before. And so it's been a lot of fun. It's quite the journey. There's a lot of stories to unfold within that. But basically, I am a fractional CFO who is here to help you. So all of you listeners who are out there doing your thing and running your business know that there are resources out there, not just me, but many of us out there that can help guide you and get you a little unstuck, especially with something so beautiful and resourceful as money.
0: Yeah. And now I would never even know that a past version of you like that existed because you are showing up in such beautiful energy. You are so lit up every time you share what it is that you do and how you help people. I would never have even known that side of you. So I think a lot of people can relate to that because a lot of people follow me for the big pivot that I've had moving from the beauty industry, which was a bit entrepreneurial, actually a lot, and into really more accidental entrepreneurship, if you will, into the space of online coaching and then hosting events and doing more things, especially with this podcast. My energy is a lot different over here now that I have more creative freedom. But I think what's crazy is I still do have a huge connection to the beauty industry and finances is definitely one of the things that I know so many people in independent service industry businesses struggle with is getting a real firm grip on what it looks like to manage all of that, make smart decisions with their money, invest in places, even if there isn't a lot of extra to invest with. And when is it time to hire somebody like a CFO? Do you have to be at a super high level in order to have somebody like that in your business? Where do you start to play around with like asking for help? I love that, like I said, that you wrote the book because it gives us so much more accessibility to you and your brain on where we can start if we're brand new to the idea of just paying attention to things like our finances. Because I do know it to be true with the coaching that I got to do early on that it's one of the things that people like to save for the end. Almost like I'll get to that when, you know, almost like I'll, I'll hire the trainer and get to the gym once I'm in shape. And I'm like, well, Generally, I think it works the other way around. We know that I'm a smart ass. Everyone on the show knows I'm a smart ass, but I use silly analogies because it's true. We all do it. We do the easy stuff first and we do the things that are a little more uncomfortable that we don't have a lot of experience with later and we end up paying for it in more ways than one. So where do we start to play with the idea that we bring in some outside help? Yeah, it's a really great question. And I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening in, in
1: various stages of their journey. And money is the fuel, right, that's running your business. So it's, it's evident today, no matter what season you're in. But the question really boils down to, when do I need that advisement? When do I start seeking some of these resources, whether it's a book or a course or a person or a fractional CFO, team like me? And the question really can be answered this simply. So it's when your business becomes bigger than you. And so what I mean by that is you're starting to invest money back into the business. You're starting to maybe invest in resources, whether that is team or contractors or you know some sort of people resources, some sort of system. Maybe you're expanding and you're, you're having to hire help and you're like, I don't know how to pay these people. I'm barely paying myself. Can I afford this? These are questions that are really common that take up a lot of energetic space for entrepreneurs. And so when you start to make decisions like that and your business does become bigger than you, that's when you need your big sister, right? Like that's when you need that phone a friend to be able to say, what am I con- what am I not considering? What do I need to think through? Is this a good idea? What kind of strategies do I need to make this really pay off in my business, you know? And really to somebody to look through the financial lens with you to see how that is either a good financial decision for the season that you're in or that you can make confidently because you know that you've got a goal and is this going to get you help, get you closer to it? Because a lot of people are just, unfortunately, when they don't have the advisement, they're kind of just like making a decision and then waiting to see if it works out. And that can be a really unsettling place to be in. And I got to tell you, as entrepreneurs, you know, you started your business for a reason. You've got some sort of gift. You're putting it out there. You you know, we're wired differently as entrepreneurs. We want to help. We have a, a mission to create solutions or programs or experiences or whatever your business might be. And any energy that takes away from that mission is lost energy, So a lot of times financials can create that if you don't have the proper resources in place. So I ask you, to kind of sit with yourself and say, no matter what season of business that I'm in, what kind of decisions am I making? And where am I potentially getting that stuck energy where I can't go out and help more people and I can't go serve in the way that I want to be able to serve? So we have companies that are multi-six-figure revenue, multi-seven-figure revenue. We also have companies that are pre-revenue. Because if you think about somebody that's raising capital and putting, creating a product and putting it out in the world, they need financial modeling to show the potential of their business to have conversations with investors. Mm -hmm. So there's really no season of the business that's too small to seek financial advisement. I think it just comes down to the fact of how much is it taking from you? Are you sacrificing your time and energy in order to save money when you could actually invest in somebody that can that can help guide you? help you make more money. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things where I think when there's not a lot coming in, we tend to have more of a scarcity mindset around taking care of the little things versus saving for the bigger things or investing in the bigger things so that they'll have a bigger payoff. And so many examples popped into my mind as you were sharing the different phases of business that people tend to finally decide to invest, even pre-revenue, which I love because And I challenge anyone listening right now who is an independent, say, service provider, if you have big dreams or goals and you have a big entrepreneur leg of your heart and you want to eventually bring a product to market, open a salon, maybe a brick and mortar of some sort, you want to do something that's bigger than you, like she said, maybe right now you can't foresee what that might be because you're stuck with the mindset that there needs to be the money before there's the thing if you have the big vision and something's been done before you and you have someone who has experience in that market, getting them on your team early on as an investment to get you where you want to go because you've never been there before. So you need the experience of someone who's worked on that side of the business, not just the vision side, right? We can find help with vision almost anywhere. Most of us don't lack creative vision when it comes to our big dreams. We just have no clue on how to get there or what's the smartest, most, you know, safe path i guess to profit and sometimes it's a lot easier than you think which would then in turn have you taking those first few steps have you speaking your dreams and visions and goals out into the world and looking for people who might want to lock arms with you to create those things so i always want to challenge anyone who finds himself kind of in a small thinking box of oh that's not for me or oh they're speaking a different language i don't understand it because i once was you when the thought of opening a salon kind of kept coming up for me i remember wishing I had someone to give me more financial advice and help and some coaching and to see what what was the bigger picture. It wasn't just about the end goal of opening the business. I then had to run the business and like you said, had to hire a team and had to hire independent contractors and then assistants. And as it grew, was I going to scale and open a second location. Did I want like there's so many avenues and I just always use the salon as an example because it's it's easy for people to see. We've all been to a salon and we've all either, you know, know someone who either works in one or, you know, we're all we've all been a part of one. It's easy to visualize. But a lot of times that's the one piece that people skimp on is paying attention to where the money's going and where it's coming from. I remember sitting down doing beginning of the year goal setting with a salon that I was consulting for, asking them, you know, where the majority of revenue came from in their business. Was it color? Was it cutting? Was it extensions? And a lot of them didn't have the answers for me. And I thought, well, wouldn't you want to know that so you know what to double down on in the simplest form, right? If things are working and generating income, how can we double down on that to create increase profit? So I just I remember vividly the first 10 years of my career being so scared of any of these kinds of conversations. And that's why I continuously have people like you on the show to stretch like my because I clearly do don't have your experience and background. So it, it's so fun and challenging for me to interview someone who knows so much more than I than I do in so many different arenas of business. So I hope that someone listening can just even just giving them access to you and having a few moments of, of time on the podcast to go grab your book, which Tell us what's in the book. I had the opportunity to see you in Arizona to come to one of your book launches which was so fun. Thank you for the invite. I can just see the passion around you helping people get financially responsible and take ownership of that part of their business and life because it is a fucking game changer for so many. I mean, I've seen it change so many people's lives. Mm, yes. Oh,
1: you guys, so if you're listening and and really thinking about this, you know, like I said, I just I'm an entrepreneur at heart as well. I know what it's like to have the complete roller coaster of emotions and feel like you can slay the day and rope the moon one day and then like a minute later go, What am I doing? Did I make a poor decision? How do I keep this going? Oh my gosh, there's so many people depending on me. Like I completely understand and was why. I wanted to be able to help more people. So currently, you know, I, I, me and my team, we work with clients one-on-one, but we can't reach everybody. And there's different seasons of business that might not be ready to be able to take on a team, even at a fractional level. So the book really is the result. It's the product of working with hundreds of entrepreneurs over the last seven, eight years now and identifying some of those patterns. And, and honing in on some really simplified approaches to managing your money, some sought after strategies for things like pricing and in, improving profitability and, and managing cash flow and in a way that feels really digestible. So often the feedback that I get is, hey, Bridget, I'm not good with numbers or Ooh, I kind of clam up. Don't show me a spreadsheet. Or my, Mike, I'm a creative, so I don't really think like that. I've been operating off of intuition for so long, and it's been working, right? And while that may be true for a season, we know that the economic environment changes. We know that things like the pandemic have happened, and we've had to make pivots. And Jess and I have both made pivots, right? You've heard our, a little bit of our stories, and and so what what that what the numbers and what the financial empowerment, what these strategies will allow you to do, is apply it no matter what business you're in. No, mat- no matter what you're offering, no matter what season you're in, because money is a modality that is not going anywhere, thankfully, anytime soon. And so the sooner that you can understand not only your relationship with it, how it shows up in your business as a leader, as an entrepreneur, how you can help structure your business to be able to compensate you, right? Your business funds your life. yeah. And so if your business is optimized, there's more for you to be able to build whatever you want on the personal side. You know, a lot of the people that I work with, not all of them, are females, and they're female entrepreneurs, and they're breaking generational wealth patterns. You know, they're they're being examples for their children if they have them. They are, you know, kind of busting through some limitations or stories or narratives that they've told themselves because of their upbringing. Yeah. And these, these collection of lessons and teachings are now pulled together into a simple guide That I call Money Queen. And Money Queen isn't a person. She can be, she can be whatever you want, but it's really a mindset. And these are the tips and the tools and the resources that I have found to be most helpful. And it's really a gift that I can give to any entrepreneur out there, whether you're managing a business or managing your household. You know, money doesn't discriminate, it's there for anybody (laughs) to be able to give them something to look into, follow through on, create rituals around. I'm part logic, part magic. OK, so I know money can seem very transactional and I'd love to be able to introduce you to the softer side of money.
0: Can you guys see why she's here? I And if you haven't caught wind with the ads I've had on this show, with the JFF Journey to Financial Freedom, my boy Justin, who has that company as well, I am doing my damnedest to change the narrative around creatives not being in control of their money, of being afraid of the spreadsheet, of being afraid of or saying things like I'm not good with money or I only need to make X amount of money or I don't want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. And for any of my San Diego folk, girl, you got to be a little rich in order to live the life you probably want to have here. I had a client once tell me, I don't need much. I just want to drive the car I want, live where I want, go on vacations when I want. And you know, she had a list of amazing things. And I said, "Well, honey, you're going to have to do more than just get by in order for that to happen. Let's let's plan this out." And now she's a salon owner. So you know, I think when we take ownership of our finances, it can completely change our life. And like you said, break generational patterns, curses, whatever you might want to call them. But when you are being educated in a financial matter around the possibilities of what could happen with your business if you actually took it seriously and started to find ways to love a spreadsheet and get comfortable with someone who can teach you the things that you really need to know, like this book does. Do you want to share with us the four R's that you share in The Money Queen, the models that you have on there?
1: Yes, this is, this is really for anybody. So whether you're driving or whatnot, just take note of these four R's. Four R's cannot be that scary. So if money is something that has historically stirred up some emotion in you, I want you to kind of just take a shift, take a beat for a second and listen to these four R's in the money queen model. So the whole model is designed to be able to say, how do you have a framework to run a profitable business while living a fuller life? Okay, so I want you to really anchor that in. How do you run a profitable business while living a fuller life? They can and should coexist, okay? Maybe not in every season of your business. There's always different seasons. We know that. But the four R's go like this. The first R is rainbow. And that represents your fuller life. How can you know what you're actually working towards achieving if you haven't identified what that is? So the fuller life is symbolized by the rainbow because scientific facts show that no two people see the same rainbow. (laughs) And that's my reminder to you that it's not outside of you. It's not on Instagram. It's not on the website. It's not at the Yacht Club, whatever it is. It's within. What's your true light? What's your true abundance? What financially, you know, I say fill your your like cup, fill your soul, fill your cup, and fill your bank account. You know, kind of what does that mean to you? What makes you truly, truly happy? It might not be these sexy revenue goals that people throw out there. It might not be, you know, traveling on a plane the whole time. So think about that. So the first star is rainbow, fuller life. Second R is revenue. Your business just can't run without it. So you know, revenue is just your symbol that you are putting some that something out there into the world that people are responding to. So revenue, you have to understand how you're going to market, who you're serving, how you're serving, how you're pricing. Strategies in the book for all of those things, but revenue is very important. So that's the second R.
0: And the third R is. Can I pause you for the second one because I think the second one is as far as some people even get. They have the rainbow. And they have the idea of revenue and they get so caught on and if you don't if you don't believe me look at anybody who has ever tried to market something the comfortability around what they're okay with charging this term that we've thrown around and i've heard it not just in my industry previous but in others where charge your worth or what is your time worth you know when she talks about what's the big vision And you figure out what it actually is going to cost to have that type of life, it's usually a little bit less than you think it is. When we we throw these arbitrary numbers of I need to make five million a year, it could very much look like 300,000 a year. So doing those two things first and foremost is key because then you can look, reverse engineer that number, and I'm sure all of this is in there to chat about, but and really understand what you do need to charge either an hourly basis or a package basis or program in order to make that. It's very simple and it takes all the emotion out of it that us creatives love to sit in and just like deliberate and decision fatigue ourselves to death about because we we want it to feel. But if it just made sense in the math path, we'd be like, well, that's what it needs to be in order for me to have that result. So that's what it's going to be. And it just simplifies things like on a whole nother level. And I know that sounds like kindergarten, but trust me, when that clicked for me, it literally took all of the guesswork out of pricing. It took the guesswork out of how and when I needed to show up and what I needed to be selling. So as much as, you know, we want to come from a woo intuitive creative space, it also needs to make sense. Otherwise, you just kind of have these floaty hobbies that have no end goal result and, it's tough to, tough to get by like that. It's tough to run your life or your business like that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm glad that you anchored that in because revenue is one of those things. I can't tell you if you're listening to this, I have to tell my clients this. My paying clients, I have to remind them of this on, on almost every call. When in doubt, generate revenue. What are you doing to generate revenue? Because if it's not you generating revenue, then somebody on behalf of you better be generating revenue because you have got to be able to continue your business if your mission is going to run on cash then you've got to continue to generate revenue which means you've got to stay relevant and you've got to stay consistent and you've got to, you know, manage your relationships and manage your reputation because that converts to revenue. So that's the second R for very good reason as you can hear from two entrepreneurs right here. <laughs> okay, so the third R is resources. So when you think about revenue it's super sexy, right? Like people talk in revenue all the time. Oh, seven figure business, multi seven figure. You know, it's it's just it's a metric that common commonly is used for entrepreneurs, but really what matters is profit, you know? It's really, you know, how are you managing your resources? So resources is number 3, and the the four resources that I focus on and then I put exercises to in the book are time, people, money, and energy. And so there's exercises in the book to be able to say, how do I optimize all of these resources, not just in my business? This applies to life, right? It's all one source. As entrepreneurs, we're pulled in a million different directions, and we want to go in about half of them. <laughs> but life happens, and different circumstances happen. So when you get to these resources, these are really, really important, especially at this time of year, but really any time of year. We just happen to be recording on the the, the kickoff of the new year, but really any time is a good time to look at these resources. And so when you have intentionality around that, the revenue will matter, but it's really what you get to keep, not what you sell it for, right? And your resources, optimizing
0: those will help you do that. I love that. Okay. So for anybody who's at that place where they're like, besides getting the book, right, that's a no brainer. It's no brainer or go on Bridget's, you know, Instagram, go and jess all the free stuff she has. She's been on bazillions and bazillions of other people's podcasts. You could just go Google her name and you'll get tons and tons of free content that you can ingest again the podcast or the book is basically free it will pay for itself if you take even just a smidge of advice out of it and start to implement it into your business i'm excited to be at a position in my business finally where you know i am making revenue and profit and you know have the ability to finally do something with that and create some forward movement with all of it so I love that I get an opportunity on the show to like share. Share that with the listeners, share that with any early stage entrepreneurs, share that with anybody who is a business period or thinking of starting a business or thinking of starting a new leg of your business. Just know that there are plenty of people out there, especially like Bridget, who are want to help, who that is literally their job is to make you a profitable business and make sure that you have the success that you're desiring. And again, My goal, especially with the show, is to take the scary out of talking about your finances, talking about how much money we make, especially as women. You know, I want to bring commonality to not where we brag, but where we openly share about our goals and our plans for making money that's going to create impact, not just in our family's life, but in wherever you want to, you know, give back to how you want to expand and create maybe more jobs for other people. I know so many people open salons for those reasons. So many people go into entrepreneurship to have a bigger reach and a deeper impact. So Bridget, you know I love everything that you do. And I feel like at the end of the day, the more we can educate ourselves with this kind of stuff that may make you feel a little uncomfortable, the more growth you're going to see personally and obviously professionally. What are some other things that are coming down the pipeline for you in this new year? What are you excited about? Oh, gosh,
1: you know so much you guys every year allows us to prime for the next one And so whether you subscribe to a new year and new word and rituals Bye. and whatever that looks like for you My thing my kind of focus here right now is refinement, right? I want to do what I do, but I want to do it better I want to do it at a higher scale at a wider scale And so for me i've invested in team hired two new team members at the end of the year and really, you know, with the book, I'm going to get my book on Audible. So if you're more an Audible person, that will so, be coming soon. Very excited about that. And, you know, really getting into, you know, the the last R, which we'll round out with, which was, you know, rituals. You know, it's, it's the behaviors. It's the activities that we do every single day that create change. And so Jess is so great about metaphors and talking about, you know, whether it's health and fitness or, you know, skin routines or beauty or you know podcasting right showing up every day even when you might have the tidbit of a little bit of a cold all of those things your rituals are what change your results and so there's a whole you know piece of it to tie it in which is why it's the fourth R it's you know Rambo revenue resources rituals and that's what I'm really focusing on this year what activities can I change what am I doing to create different results for myself in the upcoming year you know, There's a part of me, and I, I can guarantee any entrepreneur listening to this has felt this as well, and I'm not sure what season Jess is in, but she might have as well, is I dance between wanting to 10X and do all the big things and just find peace. And it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm like, I don't, I maybe nope, no rocket shipping today, right? And so I'm really in a refinement mode. I'm really in a recalibration mode of saying, what rituals do I need to make sure I am implementing in a day to make me feel my best, to make me show up at a level that I want to show up in? to make me feel like I'm getting closer to a better version of myself. Not every day it's gonna happen, but what can I do this year? What can I leave behind, right? What can I start? What can I implement? What can I just mentioned double down on? And so I'm looking at my business through a different lens as well. Numbers are certainly part of that. But as just mentioned, money is just the modality with which I serve, right? Money is how you place me as Bridget, but there's so much more to that in business. We all know this there's leadership, there is energy management, there is efficiency, there's time management, there's workflows, there's automation. Like I could jam about business forever. I love it. And that's what gets me excited to think about not only the people that I get to help, but how I get to do this in my own business. You can't write a book called Money Queen, Profitable Business, Fuller Life if you're not actively living it. I couldn't think of a better book mission for myself i've never felt more aligned because i get to do that everything i do is
0: research and development so i, I love it. it so good it literally you, that's what i mean like your energy like you're so grounding and so calm but such a bright light at the same time where it's just like i got you got don't, don't stop stressing this is all gonna work out just follow the four simple steps implement the four like just, come on guys Come on, guys. And that's why I love Bridget so much. And I've interviewed her before on on a previous podcast when I was running Fast Foundations podcast. And I just have gotten to watch kind of from the bleachers how these last several years have gone for you. I think particularly the last five years. And it's just so cool to see people living in their purpose. And literally, like your smile was so big when you're like, I can eat, sleep, and breathe this. I'm like, I know, I get it now. I get it. And I, I totally understand where all of this. Has its importance and you can't skip any of the steps. And it's why I almost reverse your R's, where rituals to me are what got me to figuring out what the rainbow is. It's by being, building that self trust with myself that I can show up and do the things I promised myself I would do, that discipline to get it done, even if I don't feel like it, even if I don't, it's not, you know, in the best circumstances or whatever. I know that's what got me to where I was at in the in, my, in the beauty industry. It's what's got me now here over in this brand new, you know, online entrepreneurship. I had no clue what even existed, let alone what was possible, let alone where I would fit in in the mix of it all. And so it, both of us are great pivot stories of we didn't know shit about shit over here until we put our toes in and we started to ask questions and figure out stuff and get in different rooms where we invested to learn from people who had done just a little bit more than us and and then the next person and it introduce us to the next person and your network has grown exponentially, especially with the the services that you provide. So for those of us who probably will never get an opportunity like you to see inside all these people's businesses, how these entrepreneurs' minds work, are there any kind of overarching themes or umbrellas, or maybe even rituals that they do that we could maybe adopt as habits that would support us in getting to that next level?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and just hit on you know some of these things. The the R's being cyclical, you know, a lot of the, the entrepreneurs that I've worked with, some of the patterns include really being able to be nimble, and I think that is kind of across life you know, a lot of things, business can mirror life and life can mirror business. And I think being able to, you know, hear feedback, listen to your clients, what are they saying? What are they needing next? What is what's happening, you know, in your industry, what's happening outside of your industry, because it's really not the benchmark within your industry. It's, it's actually how can I apply these things that are working everywhere into mine? I mean, that's what I did. There's a million CFOs out there. I just thought, well, Dang, I, I don't need to play a role and be like everybody else. I need to look at it and say, how can I package my skill set with my interests, start using my own voice and be able to create a solution for people that are going to resonate with that style? And so that was really important to me to be able to go, go find those people, right? How else will they find you if you're not actually speaking authentically? And so some of the patterns that, you know, are out there for entrepreneurs that are working is being nimble, staying consistent being coachable, you know, seeking some of that guidance. Just had mentioned communities. I'm a huge proponent of communities. It changed the trajectory of everything that I've ever done. And that was just four years ago when I joined my first mastermind. I think, you know, the other thing that I really want to anchor in for everybody that's listening, because this can get to many of us, and I do see this with my entrepreneurs as well, as long as you're moving forward and you're staying in alignment and true to your mission, you are doing enough. There's a lot of people out there that. Are doing a lot of different things don't let it diminish the amount of
0: effort that you're putting in so grateful for you just maybe kind of putting a bow on this whole conversation around that and tying in the beginning of the year like that because i do see it and know it to be true for myself that it does just absolutely steal the joy of everything that you pour into that you think about that you focus on that you work on when you veer off track and look at what other people are doing or the perceived results that they may be having based off their one post on social media or their stories or whatever that looks like for you. Something that I did probably mid-year was last year, now we can say, was to mute a lot of people on social media that were making me feel some type of way, right? Not their fault. It's my own triggers, my own things that I need to work through. But what it was doing was really taking me down a path of comparison. And it wasn't that I didn't want to have access to those people still. It wasn't their fault. It was the fact that it was I wanted to openly be able to scroll on Instagram and mindlessly numb out what I wanted or engage with people who were possibly going to be current potential clients or collaborations or people that maybe I felt I had more accessibility to. So I muted the people that felt like they were in unattainable spaces in their career life that were making me feel like what she just said. And so I I take I share that with a lot of my coaching clients now it's it's a lot of what you need to say yes to and pay attention to but it's even more like you said paying attention to where those energy leaks are happening and saying no to that and being disciplined around not letting that happen to you and if it does it's like snap yourself back out of it get back in the game of gratitude and what is working and you know you started the podcast off with saying in a season of recalibrating it's not new year new me it's you know what feels intuitively good along with what's showing you know profit and revenue and and kind of where do those two things match up and when we as women listen to that intuitiveness that we all have and we stay authentic and aligned with all of it that's where I think the success and fulfillment come from yes making money is ultimately the biggest part of everybody's goal I know because it can move the needle in so many different ways but if you are making just the money and it doesn't feel like it should that's when it's time to kind of hit the reset button on, going back to the rainbow of how do you want it to feel? And that's why I love having frameworks that are simple, like the ones you created for that. Simple yet impactful that can work for just about anybody to figure out how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And you also mentioned, and I love this too, you're going to laugh, your favorite weekly newsletter from James Clear. My mom forwards me that every single week. as if I didn't subscribe. I didn't tell her I subscribed to it. So I just let her forward because there's certain ones she forwards and certain ones she doesn't. So I have to read it to try to like figure out what she was sending specifically out of it. But you know, when we, when we share information and that's what's so powerful about a podcast, when we share information that has impacted us or educated us or moved the needle for us or maybe thought provoked us in some way, that is how we, you know, educate the masses, how we start to build a collective higher level community around us is by sharing what we've learned. Everything I share and talk about on this podcast, I learned from somebody else. Majority of it's just my words, mixing all of the people I love together and then coming out in a Jessica sentence, which is usually kind of half backwards. But I'm here for that. And it's authentic to me because I get excited like you do about sharing the things that really have helped me in my life, things that you see working for your clients. And so I hope when you tune into these episodes on this podcast, you get some bit of value that's going to change the needle for you. And if it's impactful and you love what Bridget had to say in this podcast, sharing these episodes with people to help the collective, like share with your girlfriend, hey, let's level up financially together. Let's go get this book and do a little book club and see if we all can't be bad bitches in the next six months if we start paying attention to all this stuff, right? What rituals can we recreate together so that this is fun and that we start to break the curse of like it being weird to talk about money. I want it to be like so awesome that we're like shouting from the rooftop. And we're really like moving the needle because like our good mentor and friend says when good people make good money, they could do great things. But he especially says it to be true for women because money and the power in the hands of women, really, we are such heart centered beings and we just always are trying to lift everybody up together. It's always not just about us. It's about who can we help. So you are a queen of helping so many other people have successful businesses. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you for writing this book. Thank you for including me in your journey in entrepreneurship. It really helps just like inspire me to see what's possible. And, you know, the more that you share about how you've been able to help different clients grow and evolve, it's just, it shows me what's possible because again, we don't know what we don't know. So staying around people who are having conversations that make you feel a little bit lost, it's good. It's a good thing. Those are the rooms you kind of want to start to navigate your way into or, you know, start to behind the curtain a little bit like what's going on over there. So I just invite you, if this is your year for guests, your year for expansion, start getting around people who are having conversations that maybe you don't quite understand or you're ready to start asking questions. And guess what? You can pay to get access to those people. You know, I know there's some an access point with Bridget, whether it's just the book or these podcast episodes, but reach out, send her a DM. I know she's accessible. Are you is Instagram the best place to kind of reach out and say hi?
1: Absolutely. I hang out there all the time.
0: Cool. Need to. I know I love it. Is there anything we can share at the end of this episode that will hopefully inspire entrepreneurs to take financial responsibility to really create the results they want this year in their business? Yeah, I think you know, this is this could be your year. Why not?
1: Whatever that means to you is take a gauge of where you are. And just keep climbing. You know, it just happens to be the the beginning of the year when you're hearing this message. But we all deserve to live an abundant life. And that can only be uniquely defined by you. So I am rooting for you. Jess is rooting for you. We are here
0: for you. And we're just excited. Share your wins with us. Let's just go. Let's go. Bring the energy. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. On that note, we hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and please share with us if there's any takeaways you need any support we got you locking arms with other women who are on the move is the quickest way to move the needle in your life and your business and we are just sending you so much love at the start of 2024 reach out say hi and we'll see you on the next episode of unscripted which one of your girls needs to hear this one send this to someone who could use a smile some encouragement and a little love from this edgy podcast host much thanks and all the love